everybody. Welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about TikTok, famous birthdays, and social media aimed at a younger demographic. According to an April 17, 2019 article in Bloomberg Businessweek, the kids use TikTok now because data mined videos are so much fun. The byline claims, the video startup by the Chinese-owned ByteDance the world's most valuable startup, has a younger audience than Facebook, an algorithm that learns you, and different ideas about free speech. The article goes on to say, in January, TikTok was the most downloaded app in the Android and iPhone stores, according to the research firm Sensor Tower Incorporated. Now, this story sounds a lot like the rise of other social media powers such as Instagram and Snapchat, both of which pitched themselves as alternatives to Facebook's big blue app, but TikTok wasn't created by Stanford students Mark Zuckerberg could buy off or spend into the ground. It's a subsidiary of a Beijing startup, ByteDance Limited, that's built a collection of valuable apps in China powered by vast troves of data and sophisticated artificial intelligence. Last year, ByteDance's investors valued the company at $75 billion, the most of any startup in the world. However, TikTok's fast growth and Chinese ownership have made it the subject of scrutiny. In March, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., CFIUS, ordered Beijing Kunlun Tech Company, a little-known Chinese gaming company that bought the very well-known gay dating app Grinder, to sell the business over apparent concerns that Chinese intelligence agencies could potentially use data from the, the app to blackmail users. U.S. authorities haven't said that they're investigating ByteDance in connection with its ownership, but the company's large user database could conceivably make it a target. China is blackmailing tweens and teens? Are they also creating Manchurian candidates as well? The chief executive officer is named Zhang Yiming, now 36. He started ByteDance in 2012 in an apartment near Beijing's Tsinghua University. One of his first apps, which translates to implied jokes, used AI to tailor a selection of memes to individual users' tastes. The effect was irreverent. Think of Reddit, but also a little grosser and more personal and the app attracted tens of millions of users. ByteDance used the same approach to develop a news app, also translated into today's headlines, which became China's largest news site with more than 700 million users. In 2016, it launched a short video app in China called Douyin that allowed users to add music and animations. The following year, it created an international version, TikTok, or TikTok. Users who open TikTok are confronted with an endless feed of short, full-screen videos generally set to music. Tapping on a magnifying glass also reveals TikTok's Discover page, which displays a large carousel of videos under trending hashtags. These are internet memes such as Potato Portrait, where users apply makeup to potatoes, or Simba Challenge, which asks them to reenact an iconic Lion King scene. Although these features make TikTok feel similar to Facebook, Instagram, and Snap, the app doesn't rely on social connections to figure out what to show you when you open it. Instead, TikTok decides what videos to show by tapping into data starting with your location. Then, as you start watching, it analyzes the faces, voices, music, and objects in videos you watch the longest. 
Liking, sharing, or commenting improves TikTok's algorithm further. Within a day, the app can get to know you so well it feels like it's reading your mind. Hmm. The article further states whether ByteDance ultimately succeeds will depend in large part on its ability to attract older users with more spending power. TikTok has been encouraging cooking, travel, and sports videos designed for those crowds. At the same time, it's adding thousands of employees to its 40,000 person staff and pumping hundreds of millions of dollars more into ad campaigns. It's also working on a search engine, a way for live streamers to sell products, and a Slack-like chat service for businesses. I have had to explain TikTok to people I know who work in digital media. And when I broach the subject, I get blank stares, and then they try to frame it into their professional perspective with pseudo-techie rejoinders until I tell them that it's like, Vine, except linear. I have used this, and I've used it like someone's Aunt Gladys when she first started using Facebook. Everything is too long and overdone. Everything I've created makes even less sense in the videos I see every time I open the app. It's like when someone gets an email or a Facebook comment from an older relative, and it is just so wrong. But everyone says, ah, well, at least she's trying. I feel like the kids are rolling their eyes so much it gives them headaches. I never did a Vine. I just do not use Snap or Snapchat, but I also didn't take to Twitter for a long time. Now I like, retweet, and make witty comments all day, boy. I'll show all those people who agree with me how much they should agree with me, I'll tell you. TikTok is, for the most part, very short form and has captions, music, effect, and transitions while aimed at the attention span of young people who are apparently bored of simple conversations, except that they are being AI mind-controlled and suggesting it's everything they do while using it, one might think. I am neither captivated nor entertained by these busy, noisy, frenetic distractions. You see more like the videos on your phone you make when you think the camera is turned off and your hand is moving all over the place as you walk and accidentally capture something until you realize the camera is on, probably because the phone is getting hot in your hand. Combine this with an article from The Atlantic posted on July 25, 2019 about FamousBirthdays.com, which the headline and byline claims, A Wikipedia for Generation Z. Famous Birthdays has become a go-to database of team culture and is ushering in a whole new generation of stars. The article states, if you want to know who the biggest TikTok star is right now, who is in Emma Chamberlain's squad, who, what, or where baby Ariel, who, grew up, only one website will give you the answers, Famous Birthdays. Despite its name, the site contains more than just birthdays. It's more like a constantly updated, highly detailed map of who matters to the team internet featuring a mix of biographical information, photos, videos, rankings, and detailed statistics on every social media star you can think of. And to teenagers, it's a Bible. Charles Porch, the head of Global Creative Partnerships at Instagram, says that famous birthdays is like the younger generation's tiger beat. <laughs> tiger beat. <laughs> Thanks, Krabs. You might know about famous birthdays if you're a parent, Porch says, but you definitely know about it if you're a kid, and you definitely know about it if you're a creator. Is it adult mainstream yet? Nope, but that doesn't matter. The site has 20 million unique visitors a month, more than a million more than Entertainment Weekly, and four times as many as Teen Vogue. I have been to the site and am just flummoxed at my ignorance of who is and what now constitutes celebrity among the under-18 set. Influencers, Instagram stars, YouTube stars, skateboarders, who are also influencers, TikTokers, Instagram, and YouTube stars, Legitimate singers, actors, and old people like Tom Hanks and Mick Jagger are on there, too. 
the thing that strikes me is that people who are over a certain age who don't have kids know absolutely nothing about this stuff. For the most part, those same people, adults, if you will, aren't interested in it either. And I tend to think that the user base is happy with it that way. These kids today have such cool options. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out.